to be here this morning. I want to welcome everybody here for our fisherman's service. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a beautiful morning this morning. There was a lot of things happening down at the wharf this morning. And I can hear cars coming and going long before daily. And, uh, you know, it's that time of year. And uh, so we're just glad that you're here this morning. And we're going to stand and sing, I've anchored in Jesus. And it is in your red hymnals, page 259. 259 in the red.
Love lifted me. 505. 505 in the white. 505 in the white. Love lifted me. I was sinking deep in sin. Good job. 
you know, it, it's it's been prayed about, and it's been, you know, how many prayers have gone up that God would do the right thing and make the right decision. So I believe he's made the right decision. And uh, so you guys be careful, those of you that can go. And, and uh, you know, I got thinking this morning how the younger, well, we hope that the younger fishermen look up to the older fishermen. And so when you guys go out tomorrow, pray for those younger fishermen because we don't want any accidents happening this year during the lobster season. And uh, like I said, there was lots of commotion happening down on the on the wharf this morning, and uh, this was before all of the decisions had come down. And uh, but there, you know, District 34 will be going sometime this week. We hope. There was a fisherman said they wouldn't get out until about the 23rd of December. Well, I hope he isn't right. <laughs> I'm going to call him Fuffa because that's how I knew him. And so if you hear me say that, you know who I'm talking about. It's my grandfather. Anyway, I've got two of Fuffa's lobster licenses. And this is all that they had. This is back in 61, 62, and 62 and 63. Can you guess how much these lobster licenses cost? 25 cents. You're right. What can you imagine? 25 cents? And they were able to go. I mean, I downloaded, I didn't download, I printed off over 24 pages of conditions and, and lobster licenses. Stuff for Lee here this week. Plus, on top of more papers that he had to have aboard his boat to sign. And, and uh, all these guys got back then was, was just these papers. Man, that was simpler times back then. Also, I was, uh, and inside the zip boat that fell out was some things. Now, a quart of gear grease, what do you think that cost? This would be back in 1962. Two cents. Five, five cents. Well, you're close. 70 cents for a thing. I don't, do you guys even use gear grease now? No. Look, you just come, got so big feeling, you don't even need gear grease anymore. Let me see here. Um, let me see what else was here. Plastic line. I don't know what you'd use plastic line for, but $1.75. And um, Papa had some slats. It looks like he had 100 slats. How much do you think 100 slats cost to go on his pots? Probably oh, $10. How much? I said $10. $10? $7.50 for 100 slats. And for, uh, he's got 50 swivels. Fifty swivels cost them four dollars. What do you pay for a swivel today? Four dollars. Well, look, you got fifty back then. Now you pay four dollars for one. All right. Let me see. A gallon of copper paint was two dollars and eighty-five cents, and uh, a four-by-four packing with brush screws. Br oh, excuse me, brass screws. Two of those was eight cents. Eight, eight, or it must have been four cents because they had two. And three pounds of baking twine. Would that sound familiar? Three pounds of baking twine. Three dollars and sixty cents. See? How much do you make a bag for? Or how much do they sell the bags for now? Your fake bag. Dollar forty. Dollar forty. Yeah, for the good ones. For the good ones. Well, all right. 
All right, here they had gone lobstering. They had caught, let me see if I can find out what they caught. Well, it doesn't really say what they caught, but the, their grass was $178. And they took out, a, so they would have split it in half because Uncle Carlton and Papa would have went together. And by the time they took out the stamp, their, their share was $66.75. That would have probably been for the week. Their stamp cost them 86 cents. And I'm not right sure. I know that there's administration fees and stamps and everything else now that they take out. Oh, here's what they caught. 356 pounds of lobsters at 50 cents a pound. Well, I pray you guys catch more than 356 pounds of lobsters and get more than 50 cents a pound the first day of fall. All right, let me see what else I had here. This was back in 1960, and he had just got a new boat. The boat was called the Valerie Gale. Can anybody guess who it was named after? <laughs> All right. His first payment on that boat was $89. And the whole sum of the boat was 700 and, I've got it here somewhere, 700, $702.50. That was for a whole boat. That was back in 196. Can you imagine? What can you buy? For seven, you can't even buy a blow-up dinghy for $750. Oh my word. And this would have been, this would have been the paper that he would have received for, for the boat. This was the Valerie Gale. And she was 30 feet, 31 feet long, 10 feet wide. And the deck from the top of the deck to the side to the bottom keel. Five, does that sound right? Five feet? No. That's somebody's lifeboat today. That boat on the big boat. So, I mean, I've got all kinds of things if you wanted to take a look at them. And uh, I was just going through. I know I have a receipt here from when he had a boat back in 1940. Second payment on the boat was $100. Back in 1940. Now, I know there's some, I think, we know of one that their boat payment every six months is $80,000. Whoa. That was more than, yeah. Yeah, but they're also working with $2 million boats. Uh, that's right. Yes, you are. That's how much the boats have gone up. All right. Okay, this was paid in full on a boat to be completed. $335 back on November the 25th, 1946. So, I mean, there's lots of, a lot of difference between the boats and how many of you, well, I don't imagine too many does, maybe Mom and Faye, Raymond Swain. Do you guys remember? He was a boat builder, the builder of fishing boats, rowboats, etc. And um, I thought this was pretty good. One, one and a quarter bronze shaft, which would be 10 foot. Am I saying this rightly? $20. $20 for the shaft. What do you guys pay now? <laughs> yeah, a copper pin was 25 cents. Labor on the shaft was $1.50. That was the whole labor. Brandy, you worked on shafts. Would you work on it for $1.50? 
a little fella here is going to bust the move, because usually he does. Puts a man right to shame. But uh, he was just turning around looking at everybody. Anybody with a word of testimony this morning? Anybody a little excited about going tomorrow morning or this week? No, Terry, you're not excited. Ben, what about you? I went down to the wharf and took uh, Asher and, and everybody was down there. They were getting ready and putting the pots on the boats and, and doing what they need to do. And, and it was an exciting time and it was a beautiful day. And Somebody had took a picture of Lee's boat and it was, I think, Kitty's and his and Michael's and um, Paul all stirred in to the wharf and they were alone. It was, it was a beautiful picture. But um, last night, as I was, it must have been nine or after, um, I had a phone call come, and I won't say who this is because I don't know how many people know, but uh, we had heard that a friend of ours had cancer, and uh, his daughter had told it, but I'm not sure how many of the other family know. Keep him in prayer. You all know him. If you, I won't say it over the speakers, but if you want to know who it is, you can come see me afterwards. And it wasn't two hours later, I don't believe it. I was just getting ready for bed, and I had another text come. And um, it was from a teacher. And she said, would you pray? We have a little boy that is hidden to the IWK. And the doctors believe he has cancer. Well, this morning, we had another text come. Did you get it? Oh, yeah, it's on the Creation Body Study. That the little boy has acute leukemia. And uh, I, I don't personally know who the family is, but you know, when you put that into perspective, and when you think of the lobster season, how excited people are, and then you think of these families that are going through such devastating news, be in prayer for those families. We don't need to know who that little one is. But I'm so thankful for teachers that love the Lord and are not afraid to ask for prayer for their students. And I mean, we have one, two, three, think three teachers just sitting here right now. And I know if this is something, amen, amen. And if something happens to any one of those students, of their students, they would be very concerned, very concerned. So keep this little one in prayer, in the family, and um, we don't know what the outcome will be, but I, I did say my God is bigger. Amen? My God is bigger. And it's devastating news, but our God is bigger. And I know that he has got this little one in his hands. Amen. Anyone else this morning? I'm going to stand and say, sorry, Roger. I want to stand and say that it's all about Jesus on this and that. That's why we're here this morning. Amen. And Jesus loved the fishermen. He does. He called the fishermen. That's when he called Jesus apostles and disciples. So I know, I'm pretty sure he'll be with them tomorrow when they go in on the water. That's line. right. So I just want to praise his name today. Amen. Amen. Roger. Well, I'm thankful today that uh, before it came, I decided to change my way of my life. Amen. And uh, even though I, I love fishing, uh, I always did, even uh, 
I hated going out on the weekends. But I never lobster fish, right? Long lines and scallops and dragons and herring and all that. But uh, I wasn't serving the Lord at those times. But I was never scared. And because my mother prayed for me daily. And I knew that she was praying for me. Amen. Until the last part of my fishing prayer, I used to start to get, I would get nervous and win. And you know what? I was praying, I was pleasing God. And you know, when we were talking about there was something there before, kind of hit on God, you know, uh, when when the disciples seen Jesus on the fish, on the beach, they were out fishing all night and they never got no fish. And when they come in, they, they, told, they said to him, you know, there was no fish, Master. But he was cooking fish for the That's right. for the breakfast. And there's always been that question, where did the fish come from? Where did those fish come from? And my answer to that is, well, he fed four to five thousand with five fish and two loaves of bread, so he made the fish. That's right. And you know, I I uh, I give all my blessings to these guys that are going fishing today. Uh, it's a great thing. I, I pray the industry is safe this year. That's right. Uh, it's a good idea that they take notice mm -hmm. on people's lives these days where yeah. there wasn't so many regulations and stuff back then as you, as you were saying and talking about. And I just give all my praise to God that we have these people. Amen. Amen. I, you know, I used to get upset. When, when, the, when the word would come down and the men wouldn't be able to go. And, and I've grown a little wiser now. I, I would say a whole much wiser because they only have the best interests at heart. And uh, so pray for those who make the decisions because it's a lot, I mean, there's, there's probably a lot that's made that some can and some can't, but you make the best decision that, that you can. Um, and, uh, you know, so just pray for those who are able to go tomorrow, that God keeps them safe on the water. Everything goes smooth. Their pots go over without no snarls, no rope going around anybody's leg. And, and uh, you know, the engines work good and coming in. And Tara's going in with a new house on his boat. And, you know, let's pray that the wind don't blow it off. Tara, you got that nail. down recently we didn't know whether anything was even going to be open was we even going to be allowed to meet and a lot of our churches have either canceled or modified their uh, fishermen services and uh, around this area a lot of the fishermen services are, are packed and uh, so I know that as of three o'clock this afternoon I think John is going to have the uh, blessing of the fleet down is it down here at the Ingemar Ward so any fishermen that are around and want to go down and, and be a part of that, by all means do so. And uh, I know that it hasn't been uh, announced or even uh, put up on the bulletin, but there is one up home tonight, a fisherman service. And again, restrictions apply. And, and uh, you know, that church is just 
to the overflowing mark, which this year we're not going to be able to. And uh, so I ask that, uh, you know, you, you keep all of this in prayer. Uh, for many of you guys know Lanny Quinlan. He's, uh, he's going to be able to go again this year, but keep him in prayer. Lanny doesn't slow down for nobody. And, uh, but uh, keep him in prayer. He is battling, battling this old disease called cancer. And so, yeah. Yeah, the blessing of the fleet and the Cove yesterday was 75 people. 75? Is, 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 is all that's allowed down there? Oh, that was in Gunny Cove yesterday. Oh, oh, okay. So they had one in Gunny Cove yeah. yesterday, and, and this one's going to be there. Okay, I wondered how they were going to do that. Okay. Yeah. So is it only the two wars? That's all I know. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, all right. Any Anyone else? Don't want to? Okay, go go right in there. I haven't gotten a spray if you want to no, reach it in there. Oh, it's here. Okay. It's Never mind. It's We're in the same bubble. Same family, same bubble. My friend Rosella had this on Facebook this morning and I thought it was so nice, so I'm just gonna read it. She says, I woke up this morning with our lobster industry on my mind, and I decided to open my Bible up and pull out my phone and research just like Jesus chose fishermen. When Jesus looked for servants, he didn't only look at those who were climbing the corporate ladder. Jesus looked for common, hard-working people. If you're going to get anything done, we have to work together. When Jesus found these fishermen casting nets, they weren't telling someone else how to cast the net. They were getting their hands dirty and doing the work themselves. These were the men he chose to carry out his vision of sharing the gospel. The Bible makes a point of telling us that Jesus used ordinary people and that through those ordinary, hard-working people, he built a following that is providing hope and impacting lives today. Jesus needed to establish his church at that time with men who were patient, knowledgeable, compassionate, and who would have perspective on bigger things. He found these qualities and humble fishermen on the shores of Galilee. Amen. I really like that. And that was Rosella? Yep. Okay, Rosella would have been Kenny's daughter, or still is Kenny's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny fell on the board. If you remember, we prayed for him here not long ago. He fell off the wharf, and uh, so that was that was nice. I see a lot of poems and things come up on Facebook this week that people had written. Some had written them and have gone on to gone home to be with the Lord, but the poems still live on here. So anyway, um, this week Lee was all in a fluster. He couldn't find one of his tags, and he said, "I'd like to know what I've done." Oh, two of his tags, okay, and. Uh, he said, what have I done? What have I done with them? Well, here the other day, he searched the barn, he searched, and he searched everywhere. And yesterday, he come in with a little grin, he said, I think I know where my tags are. I said, where are they, babe? He said, down in Ingemar in the church. But we there, I don't see any tags on this one. Oh, they are? Okay, well, let's hope he found his, then he got all worked up because he thought he was only missing one. And he's got three pots here, so if he's got three tags, that means he's got two extra. So maybe. <laughs> Mistakes are made. I know Tim come in when they were they were patching the pots. He said, "Mom, don't tell Dad, but I cut off a new tag. Just give it to him when I leave, because I just don't want to hear the brown." So anyway, when he left, I said, "Lee, there." 
Timothy cut this tag off by mistake. There was no ground. All right, we'll go out and get another one. Well, we didn't have it. We had to wait. But he got it. Now we can't find another one. But you think this is, it's here. Oh, you can see it. Okay. I need new glasses because I can't even see it. On the front. All right. What about the one on the bottom? There's another one on the bottom. No? Yes? Okay. Well, there. I see it from here. Can you? Green. Yeah, well, I still can't see him. I do happen to find the guys get my assistant, so. <laughs> All right. Don't want to cut anybody off here. You know, this is a different um, service. We're not allowed to go back out, or we felt that we better not go out and have our meal this year. And uh, seems like old COVID has took a toll on, on a lot of things that has been planned. But we want to stay in the restrictions and, and do what they want us to do. So maybe next year we'll be able to meet and eat and uh, fellowship after our, after our fisherman service. That's right. Could have taken Well, Roger, you know, we never thought of that. That was a good idea. Like old Matt would say, we failed on that one. That was a big fail. That was a good We could have done that. Next time we have to, Roger just volunteered to lead that. <laughs> Roger needs to go on our social committee. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know, we didn't know just how many fishermen would be here today. And uh, so we're just going to stand. Do we have the words up on the screen until the storm passes over? We don't? I said it wouldn't be fisherman service if we didn't sing that song. That's all I have for Until the storm passes over. Do you have data on there? But maybe we don't have the words ready. Shit. If Tracy didn't put them on last night, we don't have them. Okay. That's all I got. Sorry. I can only go by the slides I'm given. Okay. We have lots of copies of Okay, we have three extra copies. <coughs> if anybody wants one.
Listen to what it says. Many times Satan whispers, there is no hope to try. How many times have you gone through that feeling this year when dealing with all that's come down in 2020? For there's no end of sorrow and there's no hope by and by. You know, he just loves to tell you, there's no hope. Why you would be bothered with it? This is how it's going to be. But I know that the Lord is with me. And I know that he is mine. And tomorrow I will rise where the storm never darkens the skies. Hallelujah. We can rise above this. And we will rise above this. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's hope that next year when 2021 rolls around, won't be, you know, it's going to come in in January. I'm not saying January the 1st. We're going to be able to look back and giggle. But we may be able to. You, we can look back and giggle and say, God, you know, you've kept us through this long. And I know you've done no matter what comes our way in 2021. You're going to hand is going to be upon our lives and you're going to keep us still. Amen. 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 All right. Carla has a song and uh, I'm going to try. Well, every year I say something about the fishermen since I've been a fisherman's daughter and niece and sister and wife and we can go on and on and on. <laughs> I've just been part of a family, a fisherman family, for all my life. And I'm thankful that for the way that God takes care of my family every year. And I, I have said this many times. I worry about the, the foolishest little things. But when my husband, son goes on the boat, I pray about it and I leave it with God and I do not worry, which is very weird for me. But I know God's with them, and I know he's the captain of that boat, and that he will keep them safe. And so I praise the Lord this morning for the way he watches over our fishermen and watches, um, and he meets our needs. We always start out the lobster season, I hear Terry say, oh, it's going to be a bad year. You know? He does this to me every year. I say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. This gets me going. But anyway, he takes care of us every year. He meets our needs every year. We can go from June until December because God meets our needs. So I praise him this morning. This song is called The Lighthouse. Thank you for that lighthouse. That, you know, when you go around, you see all the lighthouses around here. And some they've closed. That's you right. know, and, but anyway, I thank God for the lighthouse. Just listen to the words.
know, I love that song. For today, many people think there's no need of God. We don't need Him. But I'm so thankful that God is my lighthouse. And I'm so thankful that I am a fisherman's, uh, a fish buyer's daughter, a fisherman's wife, and like Carla said, a, a, fish, a fisherman's granddaughter. And I thank the Lord every day for the work that my husband has gone into, my dad was into it, my grandfather was into it. I'm not ashamed to be called a fisherman's daughter or a wife or part of a family. And uh, you know, you need more brains to go fishing, I think, now than, than anything. And fishermen are people that are not, they're hardworking, they're not afraid of work, they're not afraid of storms, well, they might be a little afraid of storms, but yet they go out. And I'll always remember here not long ago when Lee was in a storm. It was on, I think, the second day of lobstering. And they probably shouldn't have been out there, but they was. And the boat went down on the side. And Tim looked at Sheldon and said, I don't think we're coming up, Shell. And he said, Val, I got scared. I didn't know what was going to happen when Tim looked at me. And, you know, this could be the, the last... Um, part of the year or a year that Lee is captain, he's turning the boat over to Tim, who's going to be the captain of the Never Rug, and um, I can't wait to growl at him when he gets the boat. <laughs> Say, Tim, have you done this? Have you done that? And I've tried to keep him abreast. It's so much that you have to keep up on, and you have to answer your emails, or you could miss out, and you might not even get out because everything has to be signed and dotted and paid for and, and you know, there's there's a lot to it. So pray for Tim as he takes over the boat. And nothing's been signed yet, but it's in the process. And But it, it's a big deal. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And uh, so, go, you go right ahead there. Clear my throat, you. <laughs> my husband builds parts for those boats for the... <laughs> Like it up here in Val asked me, do you have a mic? 
funny thing about that, uh, some of you noticed this, I almost didn't have a mic this morning. If you decide to run across a road, make sure the mic box is firmly in your pocket, otherwise it flies out and goes in the ditch, almost. <laughs> Thank you for helping me find it. You know, um, we heard this morning how somebody had posted, why God picked fishermen. And one of the things that I, I kind of noticed it was left out is, you know, it says that they weren't saying somebody else how to do the nets. That was one of those jobs back then where you also took on an apprentice and showed them side by side, walked with them how to do it. It's kind of interesting that that would be the group of people God would pick. Walking along the beach, he's going to take the fishermen. Because they know what it means to walk beside somebody who's starting out in this, to teach them. They know what it means to face a storm. They know what it means to be in trouble. I didn't grow up as a fisherman's son. I grew up as somebody who's a son of a Navy man. And there's a code among people on the water. If somebody's in trouble, you help them. If I'm not mistaken, that is something you guys kind of follow. And it fits with our walk with God, doesn't it? If somebody's in trouble, be it spiritual, physical, or whatever, you help them. At this time, I'd ask us to please bow our heads as we pray over the fishermen and their families. He's sitting there looking with a very strange look on his face, like, why is this being brought out? He knows it's true. That's why you barely stand like Roger said. Do you have a comfy captain's chair? Now I know why you're falling apart. Just call too many birthdays. Not gonna go near that. I'm just gonna pray. Please bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now and we lift up the fishermen who are gathered here in this place and those, O oh Lord, who are not present with us but are going to prepare to go out on the water or preparing to go out on the water. God, the job and the profession that they have taken is a part of their lives and it is one that many enter into with great passion. God, we ask that you would be with them and keep them safe upon the water. Be with their families as they wait for them on shore. Watch over both, God, the fishermen and their families. Give them courage and understanding. God, it is a rough job. It is rough work, as Carla has pointed out for Terry. And God, we pray for, for Terry and, and the concerns that Carla has, that you would watch over him and heal him, God. That you would be with all the fishermen who are dealing with these similar issues. God, we ask that you would keep the boats safe and in working order. That you would bless them with the bounty of your oceans, God. God, that you would remind them that they are brothers upon the water and that should one be in trouble, that they will come to the aid. God, we ask that you would be present with them. Bless them, we pray, in your name. Amen. 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 And now, yeah, you guys, but we're just going to go into our regular prayer. And do we have any other prayer requests? I ask that you keep the family who just found out their child has cancer. And also the family of the grown man that we just found out too last night. Keep Wade's brother Terry. He's not very well. Terry is battling with yeah, his cancer. Keep Polly in prayer. She's battled with back pain all week. And um, pain coming Tuesday. Go 
Pain Clinic Tuesday. Pain Clinic on Tuesday. And, well, get over here if you don't want people to look at So, anyone, anyone else? Keep Preston's father in prayer. He's had surgery. Yes, yeah.
we're going to try things a little different this year. I asked uh, Val, I don't know if she told her this or not, or Lee, but if Lee would be willing to come up here, and we're going to talk, I'm going to kind of interview Lee about life on the boat, but I figured I'd put your crew on the spot and ask if any of them want to come up and also add their forethought or understanding to life on the boat. <laughs> as you're, you're getting ready, I just heard to step down as captain, so this may be the shot that they can take right now to, to point out some truth. <laughs> come on up. I'm just going to move this guitar without damaging it. I hope. You can take a seat from here. You can take... Uh oh, Steven's up here. Okay. Here, you can take the chair. I will use the stool. I'll get you a microphone as well. It's all right. I noticed Timothy is immediately staying away from this. <laughs> That is the sign of a wise captain. <laughs> All right. So, first off, you're. How long have you been fishing, Lee? Fifty years. Fifty years. Fifty years. Fifty years. And Stephen, how long have you been fishing? Usually, there. Usually, there. It is. I turned it on. Unless yeah, it's... No, I'm off. Okay. Twenty-three. And everything's up to date, and you 
do it easy, the easy way, not the hard way. Hard way is the old way. Is that right, Terry? <laughs> We've heard about your injuries. Don't, you have a son on your boat, though, don't you? Yeah. Is that your hoist? No. No? He looks very shocked by the idea of that. Ah. Now you know you've got a couple days before you can just quit. So, you guys started when you were younger. What got you into going fishing? Why, why was this the career you guys entered into? Comfortable, warm, <laughs> solid sleep schedule. 
Then you had kids, and that went out the window. So what do you guys say is the best part for you, but what is it that you you find the best about the all officer fishing? I like it when I'm up forward on the cabin, and I can tell him what to do. It happens. It is warm up there. The thing I like about it is when we're hauling gear, and we don't know what's going to be in that pot, whether it's going to be 30 lobsters, 40 lobsters, 50 lobsters, or three big jumbos, and it's a question mark each pot that comes out. And it, to me, that's that's the fun of it, just to see what's going to come up out of that gear. So you're saying you like the unknown aspect. You, you, you like the I always did. You don't know what's coming, so it's kind of a gamble. Same with trawling. Trawling, you don't know what's going to come up on those hooks. You see everything. And it's just, I like it. And you like the power aspect. <laughs> you don't get much of that. We let him feel good. I, I like that the part he doesn't like is that it's cold, and the part that he does like is I can be up at the captain where it's warm. So. I give you some leeway, though. I give you some leeway. Yeah. So, now I know it, it's been said the, today that you are stepping down eventually as captain. So I had one of the things here was, have you ever thought of giving it up? No. <laughs> so you're I'm, being forced out. I'm not giving it up. I'm just giving the license over to him. I'm still going. You're still going, but you're not going to. don't chuck me in. <laughs> well, now if he does, there's witnesses to know exactly what happened. After yesterday morning, me and Tim's going to chuck him out. So that part about it's easy to work with family when you said yes was a lie. <laughs> no, so you you you've never thought of giving it up. This is something that you've just always wanted, always wanted to do. Yeah. You said earlier that was the same for you. Um, what is it that goes on that is in in the industry that a lot of people don't see? Like a lot of the times I know, like I grew up in Lower Sackville in Halifax area. And there are people who will literally say, well, the fishermen only work a short window of the year. I heard somebody chuckle back there. I know exactly who that was. They don't know when you do They think you said around all summer. I've heard people say that. What they don't see is, is the chop and the wind and the work that we actually do each and every day. That'll pay for 10, 15 hours a day sometimes, <coughs> and they think, like Terry said, we we work six months of easy work, and then through the summer, we do our thing, but it's not like that. Well, I've seen you with your headache, you with your bags. Yeah, I do the bags, but that's relaxing work. Could be monotonous, but relaxing. So as, as a captain, what are some of the things that people don't see for you?
So I take, so you end up doing the roping, you said? Okay, so that's like the weaving around the edges of the pots and everything. Yeah. But my excuse is I gotta do those paint bags. Fishermen need them. Yeah. These things are gonna run you out of business, Paul. Those plates. So I have this question for you guys because I've heard some. I don't have any examples of it, but can you explain some of the fishermen's slang, the terms that are used on the boats, for the people who are gonna, who are listening to this live and later who don't understand some of it? I can hardly understand Timothy when he talks about the He's slangy anyway. He's got to be your captain, so you might want yeah, to Yeah, that could be scary, because we sometimes we understand each other. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, slang words, Lee. Mm. I know. Keep on, we don't have no slang. <laughs> The whole dialect down there is a little different, I've been told. And I've noticed. How about it come our way, Terry? Slang going around there? Sometimes they'll say lock job. Who knows what that means? I know what it means. Well, what does it mean? Chop coming this way and that way. Okay. I know every profession has slang, no matter what it is, and some of it, like Terry said, you can't say in church. I worked in a sawmill. There was a lot of slang that I'm not allowed to repeat in church. People would ask me, "What does this mean?" And I'd be at my old, at the old church, and be like, "Oh, can't tell you." How would you say that this has impacted your walk with God, being a, a, a fisherman? Would you say that there's any impact on it? Yeah, it's just an impact on it. It's, it's just, uh, when you go in, you know, the Lord don't just stay on land. He said that with us all the time. And that's a good thing. And I have all the crew is Christian people, so it makes it easier that way, too. Say that again. How has it impacted your walk with God? me, it's like having the Lord walking with you aboard the boat. And each and every day is a different day because you don't know what's going to come at you. And knowing that you have the Lord in you and with you is a trust between you and Him that He will keep you safe aboard that boat no matter what is going to be thrown at you. And it does impact with my walk with, with the Lord in good ways. It keeps me closer to Him and trusting that He has me and He has my feet stuck to that deck so I don't go nowhere. I've been caught around the uh, rope a few times, chucking pots overboard. And I know the Lord has the guardian angels around me and they grab that rope and just hold it there until I get it off. And it's just having him there when needed and 
having him in my heart and knowing that he's there, if anything does happen aboard that boat, and I do go under the water, I know where I'm going, and I don't need to say nothing. But that's the security I have with God. Now, you both said something that uh, I thought was interesting. You said everybody aboard your boat is Christian, and that makes it easier to work with. What, what, what do you mean entirely by that? I don't have to worry as much, like, because I know that something does happen that I know where they're going. So. And it, it just makes it easier to know that they're Christian people who are And you had pointed out that um, there's been moments on the boat where, where you felt that God stepped in to intervene for you. Yeah. So would you guys, can you think of a moment where you really experienced God on the boat? Yep. I had, like, when we were fishing in the winter, the times that we had come in that we didn't know if we were going to make it in or not, but we did. And it was good to have the Lord with you at that time, too. You didn't have to worry as much, or I didn't. Yeah, I think the one thing... Now, but back two years ago, we had Sheldon aboard. I was saying about the boat going the sideways, and I had the bench nipping me on the side of the deck, and I was looking down at the water one feet away. And that lasted, I'd say, about a minute, minute and a half. We kept going backwards like that, sideways. And I know the Lord, He just He took His hand and flipped that boat back, because like Timothy said, I don't know how it did it, just flipped back. I really don't, but. I know the Lord was with us then when that happened. So what one of the other things you guys are saying is there's been moments where God has stepped in directly, like you could feel his presence. So that would I guess you could say that's really grown your faith in a way, hasn't it? It has, yes. So if somebody was to say to you, you know, God's not real, would, would you be able to say to that you guys could basically say to come out with us on the boat? Basically, yes. Yeah. So, some, were, were, were either of you Christian when you started fishing, or no? So has, it, has that changed your view of being on the boats, going from not believing to believing? When I wasn't Christian, I was bored boat. I'd done anything and everything I could possibly do. That would be bad. And being a Christian aboard Lee's boat, because I don't think there's any other boat I've ever been on that were Christians, except this boat. But there is a big difference between being not a Christian and being a Christian. Yes, there is. Now, this one I have on here. As a captain, what would your crew say about you? Is there... As, as a captain, I know they're saying that they want to throw you overboard right now. <laughs> He's shaking his head. But uh, I don't mean so much the character as, what are some of the things that Lee said on the boat that have gotten you guys a laugh? Or can you mimic him on the boat? Either of you. I can hear a pin drop right now on that. 
That was very annoying. Stop it. You don't want to get cold. When you're tired and you're working, you got to dump that pot in. And if you don't dump it, it's... That would probably be the only annoying thing he does. I wasn't just thinking annoying, oh. I was thinking... <laughs> <laughs> Besides, uh, him thinking he's always right, I'm always right. I don't lie. Now, can you can you think of things they do on the boat that, that make life uh, interesting? I'm he's, sitting down. <laughs> yes, especially when he sits on the curb and Jack begs with his back to the water. That's faith. That's dangerous. Stupid, but faith. Bible says don't test that. No, and when I get ready to quit, he'll go up in the stern somehow, so I have to watch him the whole time coming in. True. You say he's a camera? He's got one, but he hardly uses it. He uses it. Still got to do our work back at, so whether it's blown or not. You guys have made it clear that this is very much something that is in your in your family. It's something, as you said, it's something you've all your your family before you've done. It's something you've kind of inherited into. Do you hope that your family coming up follows follows suit and goes into it? Or right now, I don't know. This is so much that goes on that I don't know if I want my grandchildren to do it. Every year, something new. Yeah, I think I'd rather have my kids do something else besides lobstering. Brain surgeon. Be brain surgeon, yeah. No, I don't want them into the lobster industry. That's that's just my opinion. But other families, it's a family thing. But I know how hard work it is and what I've done through the lobster fish rates. No, I don't want to expect them to do it. No. Given all you guys now know your your years of being having experience in this field, would you do it all over again? I would. Nope, I would be a RCMP officer. That was my dream, but I stuck with the fishing. So, but uh, like I said, I do love the lobster industry. give advice to anybody who's going into this starting out their first year doing this or what would you give know who the Lord is and, and try to see what what God's doing in your life and try to bring God closer into your lives before you step into the lobster industry because it is a dangerous dangerous place to go indeed just be careful all the time. You have to be watching all the time. 
Well, I thank you guys for coming up and answering some of the questions about being aboard the boat. And uh, I wish you guys safety out on the water. And um, thank you very much for being here. I ain't done, ladies. Sit down. find out a little bit more about what it's like for, for families out on the water. Uh, one of the things I've noticed about being down here is very much every profession you go into, somebody in the family had done it before. It seems to be a passed down thing. The fishermen were, well, their father was a fisherman, their grandfather was a fisherman, so they went into it. If they couldn't go on the boat because of whatever reason, they went into something to do with that industry because they wanted to keep it in the family. It was an important thing. And one of the things I've noticed about being down here in the six years I've been down here, and this is something I rejoice in and I think is great, the level of pride that the fishermen have in the job they do and the family that steps up to do it. The more I look at what goes on in the fishing industry down here and being up for people who go on the water, it's an amazing thing to think of. <laughs> somebody has to build the boat and somebody has to take the faith to step out into the boat you guys have done if you look at it, your entire job parallels incredibly much with faith somebody has shown you the way you've stepped out into it it's something you take pride in it's something you're rooted in it's something you, you're willing to share, and it's something you all rejoice in. For those that couldn't go out on the water, you still take pride in something that you've done that's helping and impacting others who are doing that job. So I wanted to take today, to take that moment to share and look at what it's like to be on the water. And I've got some feedback from them on it. Uh, I asked if it's easy to work with family. They agreed. Would you guys say it's easy to work with family on the boat? You have a good time. Does he tap his ring to let you know when you need to do something? I notice there seems to also be like a fun rivalry between the lotters and the fishermen. They like to get each other going. But I'd like to take this chance to thank you all for being here today and to thank the fishermen for all they do. I'm grateful for what you do to the community. I want you to know that I'm praying for you. I've been praying for you all year. And if you know of somebody who's going out on the water this year, who's new to it, we'd like to put their name on the buoy again. Uh, please remember that buoy is here to remind us of everybody who goes out on the water. And I ask that you just take this moment to please bow your heads as we close the service. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, for the fishermen and for their families, God. For so many of them, it is a passion and a joy to do what they do, God. Help us to feel that way about our faith, to live it out loud and to live it boldly. God, they face storms upon the water, they face hardships, they face situations that can be difficult. But God, they weather the storm because they know you. God, help us to live our lives in that way. Help us to rejoice when we have new family that are coming in 
to this God, coming in to the faith just as they rejoice as having family aboard the boat. God, be with them and their families that sit at home waiting for them, praying and rejoicing upon their return, God. God, we thank you for the little people that have been running around in the service that show us the community that's raising them up, that they're being raised up in, the, the people, the family, the concern, and the love they have for them. God, we thank you for the chance to be here today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. That is it. I hate it. Yeah. I had to turn that down and start to pull over here.